Welcome into another episode of American Ag Today, produced by the American Ag Network. I'm your host, Jesse Allen. Well, on Wednesday's episode of the Market Talk podcast, I talked to Mike Zuzalo of Global Commodity Analytics. We discussed the state of the grain and livestock markets, and he shared some interesting thoughts with us about a connection between copper and wheat and China. We listen in and get Mike's thoughts on this issue and more around the market trade. Here is my interview with Mike Zuzalo of Global Commodity Analytics from Wednesday. Let's talk a little more on wheat. Let's talk a little more on China. Uh, you sent me a chart today that I'm going to pull up on the video feed uh, talking copper and its relationship with wheat and how this may be a, a quote unquote China link. So talk to me about this and your thoughts here. Let's start there. Yeah, that's a great place to start. You know, a lot of people in the trade right now, Jesse, are saying the wheat market's getting pushed back by the rains and the soft red wheat belt. No argument there. Uh, the wheat's getting pushed back because of the weaker demand base here in the United States. No argument there when it comes to the river system. The export inspection showed it again for a second week that the Pacific Northwest was the godsend for the soybean exports. Um, but what I think the trade is maybe missing, and this goes back to the Chinese announcement last week and the financial market reaction, the financial markets just outright punished the Chinese uh, government by what they did because they took the Hong Kong Stock Exchange down to a 15-year low, and they took the Chinese currency, its official currency, back to levels not seen since 2007. Some other indicators are taking Chinese uh, ETFs and equity markets and things like that back to levels even earlier than that. So think about that for just a second. You're essentially wiping out roughly 15 to 20 years worth of growth in terms of China and the globalization trade, something you and I've talked about. So that's where this chart comes in. You wouldn't think about Dr. Copper, and they call it Dr. Copper because of its relationship being so strong with the Chinese uh, economy, but you wouldn't think Dr. Copper and wheat would be that closely related. But take a look at this chart. It just speaks volumes ever since 2018, 2019. Look at the major highs and major lows in the overall trend in the copper, which is in blue, and the soft red wheat, which is in purple. And this is where your commodity index funds, your managed money funds, your investor sentiment comes into play, in my opinion. And so we had a sharp down in May, June, bottomed in July, August. Uh, the copper tried to make a go of it in July, early August. It failed. And then the wheat tried to make a go of it. Uh, after that, putting in a low, and it started to fail as well. So now we've had this kind of opposite trade where that black uh, rectangle is. I think what this trade's wanting to do is I think it's trying to consolidate. And with the copper making a five-week high today as one of the leaders to the upside because of the dollar break, I want to think that the copper market is saying to the world now, and the financial markets are saying to the world, because of the copper, because of the Chinese currency, we've done enough to China. We're going to back off punishing China at this point through the financial markets, through the currency markets. And that's where I think copper and wheat could link up again. So if you ask me this week's trade about wheat, all those other factors make up maybe 30% of the reasoning. I think 70% of the factors that went into this week's wheat trade so far and why it's holding back corn and beans really has to do with what's going on with the copper market. Well, to piggyback off this thought as well, Mike, I, I just a thought came into my head, and I wonder that with some of this concern around China, I will call it concern just with everything with, with President Xi's uh, reinstatement and worries about exports to China, worries about the Chinese economy, the things you mentioned with copper and wheat, 
I, I just wonder if this brings up the thought of risk management here and you know whether or not we have a potential for downside risk in all of our commodities if Chinese US relations on the export front, et cetera, are, are severely affected moving forward, Mike. We we really do. I mean, this goes back to the New East and the New West that you and I have talked about, Jesse. And I had a I had a client outside of Champaign, Illinois. Uh, get it t- in touch with me today and said, uh, have they factored in in the trade and the futures price for soybeans, in your opinion, the big crop in Brazil? And I said, really, no, not at all. And then you throw on top of that what we're talking about with China. I mean, just to give you a quick example of where I'm at with China and President Xi, since you brought him up, President Xi is they're, they're comparing him to Mao as far as as far as his philosophy being ingrained into the Communist Party manifesto. And so that's now Xi thought is what they use I would even take it a step further based upon the research I've done with President Xi and his background. You know, his father was punished severely by the Communist Party. Xi himself was sent to live with poor farmers when he was a teenager because of his father. And so I would say that Xi sees himself more as an emperor and more as a celestial leader of a universe, not just the world. And I mean that sincerely based upon what I've looked at. So with that kind of sinology as, as an example of what we're getting at here, I couldn't agree with you more that between the South American crop and, and what China may or may not buy from us in the future because of this polarized world, this new East, new West, this breakdown of globalization that I see coming at this point, I think this is really key. And I told the client outside of the champagne, I said, I really think July soybeans could be $2 lower several months from now if we do build that kind of a crop up in Brazil and we follow through with some of these issues with uh, China and what they're planning to do, in, in my opinion. So I think that points to not being complacent, even though we're busy at harvest, not only looking at this current crop, but maybe even looking at the 23 crop as well to maybe lock in some floors or, or do something uh, with, with both. Just not getting complacent, I think, is a big key right now. Exactly. And real just to fine tune that is use weather rallies to hedge like we have all year long. And then, you know, go back to the buying low and selling of high. I would love to be on a, to be able to unwrap my bean puts right now. And I have started to take some off as farmers have sold more in areas that have gotten better basis levels because their yields have been light. So I am taking a small loss on some of my bean puts, but for other clients that have very bad put, uh, uh, futures markets or very, very bad basis, I should say near the river, I'm keeping them on at this stage because they're just a great tool because of what you're talking about. And again, that is part of my discussion with Mike Zuzalo of Global Commodity Analytics from Wednesday's episode of the Market Talk podcast and getting Mike's thoughts on just some of his general feelings in this grain and oilseed trade, the livestock trade as well. All of it kind of ropes together. It's been rather quiet, but as Mike alluded to, there are some issues that we have to look at, and uh, there are a few other things too we've got to keep in mind, including the South American crop, the issues with Russia, Ukraine, and much more. You can listen to the full episode from Wednesday's Market Talk uh, was, uh, as I talked to Mike Zuzlo, Global Commodity Analytics. You can find that online markettalkag.com you can also find the latest episodes on your favorite podcast source including spotify apple podcasts iHeartRadio, and much more just search for market talk or market talk ag and you will be able to find us there 
That is all the time we have for this episode of American Ag Today here as American Ag Today is brought to you by the American Ag Radio Network. I'm your host, Jesse Allen, wishing you and yours a fantastic rest of your day.